Good morning, Big Rampers. This is Big Rampers Buzz with Chris Long and Bruce Borkovich. So, Bruce, I heard um, I heard at Curry's that you're a novelist. You have a book. I saw the book at Curry's. You didn't tell me anything about that last week. You're right. I don't know if I'm a no- novelist or an author or or someone who just wrote some things down. But I did. Uh, I self-published a book, and it was uh, about my career as a Michigan conservation officer. What's it called? It's called Wild Things on Patrol and Undercover with a Michigan Game Warden. And uh, it sells online. Uh, it sells, uh, first of all, it sells at Curry's. Uh, it's $20. That's and where I saw it. Yes. And if anyone's interested in it, if you go to my website, bruceborkovich.com, uh, you can order it on the website. So for people who don't get to Curry's or aren't close by, makes a great Christmas gift, uh, great stocking stuffer. It's done very well. So, um, yeah, it was neat. Uh, what's cool about it is there have been other uh, game warden books like this, but uh, the fact that I did uh, seven years of undercover work, deep cover work, where I was living with people, eating their food, sleeping in their houses, doing oh, the crazy geez. things they do, and some of those stories are in there. And Chris, this is going to blow your mind, what? but I actually have a copy here for you. Oh, can you sign it? Oh, it's done. Oh, <laughs> it's done. And you're going to have to do a little homework because when I autograph books, I always put a Latin oh, uh, saying in there. So much. But that's for you, my friend. Greatly appreciated. And, uh, um, yeah, I think. Uh, I, I guess think I have would, to do the website now for you. I think you do. I think you do. I mean, that book is worth, you know, a couple thousand dollars signed. So we could just call it a, an even uh, shot for the website. But no, you're going to get a kick out of that. I know you're an outdoorsman. and. And the feedback I get from people is good. Oh, so, this is great. So, Thank you. Uh, it, it was a lot of fun. So, uh, yeah. And uh, so some of the stuff, you know, you and I have been talking about uh, hot in the news right now is the new Michigan law, which is going to allow the MPSC, Michigan Public Service Commission, to make local zoning decisions regarding wind and solar power. This is I, terrible. It, 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 it is terrible. It'll take effect in November of 2024. But to me, this crosses all party lines. I yes. don't care if you're a conservative or a liberal. Um, I consider this repugnant. And that's actually a, a legal term that the Supreme Court uh, would use, that justices use. I consider this repugnant to our Constitution. That that uh, Are they a, doing it? It's like an <clears throat> eminent domain almost. That it, they it, get to decide it's scary. the zoning and take away from the local level. This, it, is, this is ridiculous. It's a chip. You know, it's a chip off that block. Our constitutional block, and it's it's scary. Uh, uh, this should really alarm people, and should cross party lines. It should cross philosophical. So, lines. just so our listeners, in case they don't really know, could you explain just a little bit more about what this this would do? Well, sure. So, so, so briefly, uh, right now, uh, zoning decisions are made uh, depending on whether it's a county or the township level. The county level counties are authorized by law. To make zoning decisions, townships are uh, so so. Anything that comes up uh, uh, that's a question whether it's appropriate yep, uh, yep. to construct or a, a use uh, that there is an authority who decides whether it's appropriate or not based on on the law, and then townships have that authority too if they create their own zoning board. Townships also have the authority to say. For whatever reason, we choose not to create our own zoning board, and if that happens, the authority goes to the county. Right, but it's that's done the situation in most of Macosta. Very county. often, the smaller townships yeah. maybe don't have the the personnel or the interest yeah. or whatever, so they do defer to the county. And but this law is about 
the solar and wind. This law is solar and wind. I've heard two versions of it. And and uh, uh, next week we're going to have Representative Tom Coons to yes. really come in and and really give us the lowdown on this. But I've also uh, seen in print also uh, for storage. Uh, uh, energy storage so wind solar and energy storage i've also seen wind and solar they basically but, want to buy up this these agriculture or zone agriculture lands or any land they want to so they can put solar and wind in and, and they do and you know that's business if they want to do that that's that's, that's i don't the understand of, the state why the state needs to do this and use up all well, this rural well, land we well, have first of all from, tons of roads owned by the state and the federal government if they want to push this ev and solar uh initiative use the land that they already have there's a median right there in the road use it that's that's a that's why a, not i don't understand it's there well why take right, more land so 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 the reason for this is the current uh a political administration in lansing uh has a goal in in and they're following it up with uh, legislative action to make us a totally green uh, green energy state by 2040. So all of our it's energy production. And so this is, uh, to me, this is a land grab, yeah. even though they're not taking your land. Uh, th this is repugnant. This is a really big deal. And I look so forward to having uh, Representative Tom Coons here yep. next week to really drill down, give us the history, talk about the fight. Was there a fight in Lansing? You know, the, the Right now, the Democrats uh, control both houses, and this was something that was pushed uh, through by the governor. So uh, it'll be interesting. I don't want to uh, yeah, drill too deep into yeah. it because I don't know a, a ton about it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, make sure to tune in next week. It it's going to be a be big show. Interesting. And I've visited with Tom, a really neat guy, really connected to his community, and he's passionate uh, about uh, personal rights. You know, right? We're ripe in this county off off. A lot of we the people stuff, a lot of personal yes. rights stuff, and people are really interested in this uh, because of the the recalls that just happened. Um, and this is uh, this is alarming. This is yes, a big deal, definitely. So it's uh, it's pretty scary. Yes, definitely. So is it story time? I think it is. You know, this I, is like I want to hear something. Just tell me a tell me a probably one of the most interesting oldest stories of of your book well you know one of the uh, uh, uh one of the early stories in the book is is uh, if the listeners can recall i started my uh career out as a uh a teacher i was a sixth grade teacher and a coach in everett good morning to our friends in everett and uh at that time, I had great interest in becoming a conservation officer. We're going to talk about that later. Uh, so I became a volunteer conservation officer, a VCO, where you ride and help out. It's like an auxiliary police officer with a regular officer. So I was, I was doing that. 14th of November, everyone around here knows the significance of that. It's the oh, day yeah. before uh, the rifle season in uh, in Michigan. Do the, and, do the <clears throat> students up here get that off? Yeah, in the high schools. Okay, and, and my school schools. didn't do yeah, that. In the public the schools, it's a, it's a holiday. I think I think in the in you have to be above forty six or something like that. No, that's the right shotgun line. I know, yeah. but my school in Lapeer no, didn't that, have that. That off. has nothing to do though. The schools uh, decide that individually. Oh, okay. There's there's no law that right. that dictates that. And a call came in. A couple guys, uh, Everett locals. We're out in Colorado deer hunting. They shot a little four-corn, a little four-point uh, uh, mule deer buck, which we don't have in What's Michigan. What's a mule deer? A mule deer is a species of deer that is native to Colorado, but we don't have them in Michigan. They look, 
you know, in a lot of ways, a lot like a white-tailed deer, but they're they're different if you know what you're looking for. But they shot so it they, in Everett. No, no, no. They shot it in Colorado. They're coming home. They stopped at the Everett Lounge to have a couple beers and show their buddies. They went in, had a beer, come on out, look at the deer, went out, and it's gone. Oh. It's in the back of their truck. It's gone. The deer so from Colorado the was gone. The deer from Colorado is gone. So they called uh, Central Dispatch. Central Dispatch uh, let the DNR and the state police and the sheriff's uh, deputies know about it in the area. And okay, A we, stolen corpse. Yeah, stolen corpse. <laughs> So uh, we're out patrolling. I'm in with a local conservation officer, Bob Schneider, and um, get a call from a hunter. And uh, on November 14th, archery season's still open. It's the day before gun season, but a lot of guys will come up uh, rifle hunting a few days earlier and bow hunt. And so he said, yeah, I was up, I'm camping in the state land west of Everett, and I was up hunting, and I came on a camp. There's no one there, but there's a deer hanging, and I... I went over to look at it, and it's really looks weird. The eyes are all sunken and frozen, and it just doesn't look, you know, fresh. I know something doesn't look right. Mm. So we show up to the camp, and the officer is going over to look at the tent and the vehicle, or no vehicle, excuse me, a tent. There was a, a ratty-looking tent and a pony keg of beer. That's the only two things there. I go over to look at the deer, and I'm not thinking mule deer at all. I'm looking, and something's not right about this deer because I'm an avid hunter, but it's a little four-point, kind of looks like a Michigan four-point. And then I happen to see the Colorado tag on it. Oh. Now we've got our deer. We know where it's at. So this was probably four in the afternoon. We get the state police out there to help us. We set up surveillance. Of course, uh, the, I love the state police. I work with them very closely. But they stay warm in their vehicle while the two game wardens are out <laughs> With binoculars and, and hiding well, in the woods. Well, that's your office. Your hiding. office is the outdoors. It, it, Their office is in the car. Exactly. Exactly. So we get set up 4.35 o'clock, starting to you know, get dark, and we wait, and we wait, and we wait, and about 9, 9.30, we hear a truck coming. Rawr, 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 rawr. You can hear it half a mile away, <laughs> and it pulls in, and by now, our eyes have adjusted to the dark. Now, it takes about a half an hour to get what you call night vision for your eyes to go from yep. daylight to mm -hmm. really. And we had some tricks as game wardens. When we're going down the road sneaking without lights on at night, if people or a car was coming, we'd shut one eye. It's an old military trick so that you can see what you're doing. But after they go by, you'd still have your maintain your night vision yep. in that eye. So, you know, we're, we're doing these things. And, and they pull in, and I can see, but a door opens on the driver's side, and no one gets out. And a door opens on the passenger side, and no one gets out. And we're looking at each other, and and uh, we get on the little handheld radio with the troopers. We finally decide, well, let's go up there. Well, the driver got out, was so drunk, he fell out and passed out. The passenger did the same thing. So they're both laying in the snow. It was really cold, unconscious, passed out. So we get them up, and we get them, you know, conscious and talking to us, and and. Uh, we finally asked him about the deer and uh, yeah, we shot that. We're bow hunting. We shot that yesterday. And of course <laughs> they don't know that not only is the deer frozen solid from the long cold trip from Colorado, the eyes are all sunken, but you know, there's a Colorado tag on it. You yeah. know, you're required to tag your deer. And so they're going <laughs> back and forth. And finally we've had enough. And we said, well, I didn't, you know, the, the, I was the volunteer the officer. Said, well, you're lying to us. Um, you just stole this from Everett and took them over there. You know, they're still denying it. Pointed out the not only the big 
giant ears, the tail that's different, everything, but the Colorado tag. So, so they know it's up now, you know, and these guys are dandies. They are, they were from Garden City, Michigan, and they are oh, dandies. Oh, not so, even from up here? They're from way down and, there. Well, what's interesting, <laughs> had they poached, illegally killed a Michigan deer, it would have been a misdemeanor. But because they stole this deer, and it has a value in Colorado back then of over $200, it becomes a felony larceny. Oh. So we get them over, and uh, one of the sergeants who I later became great friends with is there with a DNR. And the one of the, these two characters really took a liking to him. He's a great big man, and he kept calling him big guy. And, and they're, he's doing the good guy, the troops, the bad guy, you know, it's the, the good cop, bad cop thing. It's working pretty well. And uh, they ask for his ID, and this will be a little uh, uncolorful, no, colorful, maybe a little inappropriate for our listeners. So please, you know, if you're a little shy, uh, close your eyes. Um, but uh, uh, we're getting his ID, and we took their rifles, and one of the rifles is an old military 3040 Craig uh, <laughs> that was used in World War II. And this guy's cr- literally crying because he thought he was going to lose his rifle, and he keeps looking at my friend. Well, you guys could take anything. Well, you can if it was used in a, yeah. in a crime. And he's begging to my friend, please, big guy, Please take anything. Take anything I got. Don't that was my daddy's rifle. Please don't take my daddy's rifle. And he's pulling out his ID from his wallet and he gets what I think alcoholics may call call their moment of clarity. And his face kind of stiffens up and he says, Take anything. He says, You can take my wife. <laughs> and he says, H E double L. Is that good enough, Jen? H E double L. She's a fat old pig anyhow. <laughs> And he was not being a smart aleck or trying to be funny. He was a serious, please take anything, take my wife. And that's when his moment of clarity, he's like, she's a fat old pig. (laughs) And I about fell over. I think I still have scars in my cheeks from my teeth biting, trying not to laugh. Oh, my God. And when we got done dealing with that, put him in handcuffs and took him away. But uh, those are some of the crazy things wow. I ran into in my career. That's one Which of the Which chapter many, is that in? Many. That's early on. I told last week uh, about the story about me uh, becoming a young outdoorsman yep. and catching all the salamanders. So that's pretty early in the book. Okay. Uh, but that's, uh, that's, a, that's a crazy, crazy story. And the, all my career, I ran into crazy stuff. Mm. Where another officer's dealing with mundane, run-of-the-mill stuff, I would be involved in this stuff. So it was just crazy. But uh, good morning, and you are listening to WBZX Big Rapids on B1039. So I, we're going to try to you know, go over one of these stories every week. I, yeah. I, I have found, I've spoken with. I'm going to have to read the numerous book, Numerous groups. Though. You are. With numerous <laughs> groups. And people, Hope there's no tests. especially in rural um, uh, areas, rural Michigan, love game warden stories. Mm. There's just uh, something about game warden stories. So we're going we're gonna to try uh, to do some of that. We'll be right back with more Big Rapids Buzz here on 103.9. Welcome back to Big Rapids Buzz. This is Bruce Borkovich. And Chris Long. And Chris, uh, you and I really haven't known each other that long. No. And I, 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 I had seen you. I, I kind of knew what you were, what you were doing a little bit, uh, based on our activity and our efforts 
during the recall. Yeah. During the recent recall, I think uh, to refresh the listeners, uh, uh, most of you know this, but we did something pretty historic in Macosta County um, where we recalled an entire uh, uh, board in one township and then uh, a position of township supervisor in another. And um, I, I have to say, Chris, most everyone there was old people like me, right? Yes. Uh, it, it really was. I mean, that's, that's a reality. And, uh, and, and Chris, I really kind of got introduced to you on the day of the election. We were on Pat's show together. Yes. But then we showed up to the watch party, and we all didn't know what to expect. I think you're going to talk about all of us. Oh, yeah. No, were were it, we hopeful? We were hopeful. But well, tell me what you – tell me when you walked in that door – and felt the excitement. What what were you thinking? What were you feeling? So when I was there, um, <laughs> I walked in. I came in early because I had help set up. Uh, Jeff asked me, uh, or somebody asked me, to set up the uh, music and and bring a screen and things like that. And that's what I did. But the, that whole day after the voting that morning, it was kind of like um, I didn't really know what was going to happen. I wasn't overly com- uh, confident. I was more. Um, it was calm and hopeful. And uh, a lot of people uh, also said the same thing. They were very calm. They felt a relief for some reason. And, and that's, how, that's how I felt. And, and the closest thing that during that watch party, as bef- right before the results came in, while we're just gathered there and eating, uh, eating food, um, it felt exactly the same feeling from 2016 when I was at the Donald Trump rally, the last rally before the election day in 2016 in Grand Rapids. It felt just like that because there at that rally, we were not confident that we were going to win. We, we didn't know. It was everyone was excited to be there just like we were. But we didn't. We weren't overly confident. We were just like just happy to be there and 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 feel proud of what we've accomplished. But we weren't expecting anything. Uh, we were hopeful, but that's about it, really. Chris, do you think that feeling? Because I know what you're talking about. That is almost to me. That translates to we all gave it our best shot. Yes. Oh, yes, we, we did. gave it. So we showed up thinking we left nothing. Yeah out there we, we did the best it. we could people worked their butts off that's what inspired so much uh, yeah. you and i so much is to see our the the, the people in this community from all different walks oh of life. yeah so different you, skills you different think talents that was the, that calmness yes that, yeah we're hopeful but we sure weren't cocky about it correct no we were not cocky about it at all so uh i still remember and talk a little bit about when i think terry hook got up and talked about oh, results. It was, oh, and then that that was the cheer heard around the world. Yes. Talk about that. Oh, definitely. So, uh, <laughs> I was sitting behind the desk, and and we get a phone call, and and Terry got the phone call, and she's <clears throat> reading the results, and uh, everyone's real quiet, and and she's reading it, and in the first one, I forgot who the first one was. Uh, I think it was like a trustee. It wasn't the big guns. It wasn't the supervisor. Exactly. It might have been Jeff Thorne. It might have been Jeff Thorne. And we're we're sitting there, and the results were coming in as she's reading them off. And when I realized what just happened, it it just hit you. It's like, oh, my gosh, we just did that. And then she read the next one and the next one and the next one. It's like, holy crap. This is We we just did it. We just did what everyone said we couldn't Absolutely. do. 
Absolutely. Okay. This has never been done. We were all told that if you you can recall one guy and that's gonna be maybe thirty percent success rate. But to recall the whole board, you're crazy. No one's ever successfully done that at a township level. Okay. And that night it's like, wow, we just did what everyone said we couldn't do. And not just locally, everyone everywhere absolutely all over the country yeah uh, news reporters absolutely the lady from uh ireland that came in yeah. yeah so chris you know what it reminded me of i ran i was uh uh on a narcotics team for seven years and i ran some major high level uh it's like or it's a state law like an organized crime law a racketeering law and i had five big some big prominent business people in mount pleasant and five defendants at one time with five different legal teams and uh, when we convicted them, convicted on every single. So you've seen that on TV and murder trials. Well, on count one, guilty. Yep. But count two, not guilty. Count three, not guilty yep. or whatever. But you've seen those also where count one, guilty. Count two, guilty. Count three, guilty. Count four, guilty. Yep. Count five, guilty. And count six, guilty. That was almost a feeling. Yes. Like, oh, my goodness. We did it. We did it. On every yes. every one. Yes. It was it was. Uh, we were calm before, but then we were even more calmer and then more excited because it's like, I just, we, it's unbelievable. Uh, Chris, talk a little bit about, because you're, uh, you know, you and I, and one way are so far apart technology wise, but I was so in awe of your technology skills and talk about some of the things you did with videos and oh. graphics and some things uh, during this process that really helped to get us to well, that finish line. I, I thought that that doing a video would be the best way to express what's going on, but I also want to do it in a in a humorous way. That's why in every single video there's some sort of little bit of humor in it from the uh we're not China uh video where where she's like uh, really really and then the music with some of the other ones and pick uh, a couple the out politic and pick, pick out <laughs> there's a, the door <laughs> pick out a couple and tell us about because they were awesome oh I, I i i'm thinking well this is as good as any professional not that you're not professional but this is good as anything i've seen on tv social media this is <laughs> this is awesome talk well about I, I wouldn't give myself that much oh, credit I for it. <laughs> it's it because it, it it took lo longer to find all the clips and snip through them and create almost a library i have like 50 gigs worth of different clips that you i clip down and and different um sayings that people said and and then when you want to build a video, you have to have a theme. And, and basically my hour drive home from Grand Rapids is I get these random ideas of how I could uh, express an idea. And uh, I get home and, and just start throwing, throwing stuff at the wall until it's stuck. And then you'd add some music and then you add some this. And some there, there, there's some videos that still haven't been released that I have that are in draft form. I would say at least 20 different videos that I had, but um, you just look at them and you're like, nah, this one's not ready yet, or this one's not ready. And then some of the best ones, I think, were, were done within that day. I get the idea. I then just power through it. Uh, like that last one, the out-politicking one, uh, I, I uh, came home and I, I just powered through that and I released it, but then I... I pulled it back because it was half the time and i wanted to add that last the the last bit of clips 
where you had the community members at the meeting explaining different things. And then I had that idea of uh, adding the um, from the movie The Network, where the guy told everyone, get out, go to your windows, and uh, we're not going to take this anymore. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I, I just had those ideas. And then I'm calling people, hey, can you get me a video of this and, and that? And so it was definitely a community effort, even at the video level, because I'm like, hey, where did you find this? Right. Where was this clip at? What meeting was that happening yeah. at? And a lot and early on, I wanted to be uh, anonymous. And unfortunately, due to or we're not unfortunately, I mean, I wouldn't be on this radio show if certain things didn't yeah. cause the anonymity to be broken. Yeah. But hey, uh, everything happens for a reason. Yeah, and well, I'm you had here some now. Powerful clips in one, one in in particular. Uh, I met the young man. He is, I think, a former Marine. Oh, yeah. He was Matt. in combat. He's a wonderful young man. He's a young father. Just such a, a a wonderful American and when he got up I believe he was the one that got up and basically told one official um, if you feel a need to yep if you feel the need to carry a body gun, armor yep. you might be doing and out he goes and he yep. I talked to him and yep. he is so passionate about his status as an American as a father yep. as a husband and he's basically it was his opinion yep. that if uh, if this thing gets uh, built I don't want to go down that road but if it does he's moving yeah he loves this community. He wants to raise his children here. But that's how important it was. And that was a great Oh, clip. yeah. If you feel the need to carry a gun to protect yourself from your constituents, maybe you're doing something yeah, wrong. That was and, and he, he just left. It was a mic drop situation. And then he left. So, that was powerful. Yes. Anyway, so um, why? Uh, last week you explained that you went to, um, you were a DNR officer and then went yeah. to Ferris. Yeah. But you also mentioned you were a teacher. I did. In that's Everett. what I started out doing. So. Mm-hmm. What? Why did you go to be a teacher if you wanted to be a, C, a DNR officer? Well, uh, well, it was my brothers and I. I have two brothers, brother Mike and brother John. Brother Mike's the sheriff up in Leelaw County. John's still a police officer in Southeast Michigan, and uh, we all wanted to be game wardens. That was our dream. It was the it's it's a it's a glamour job. It's our passion. Mm-hmm. We were all such avid outdoorsmen. But you're talking about back in the early to mid '70s, and when we started uh to talk to counselors and to go down that road as we were graduating and getting into college um we were told you know the right now uh, is is not the time they're not looking for white males which i had this just scratch my head and it did am i hearing things um and i i didn't pay a lot of attention to that but then my oldest brother Mike was the first one to get in the process, and he applied, and the Department of Michigan Department of Civil Service told him, just as they told my brother John and me, we are not allowed to take the state civil service exam because of our gender and our race, mm. that the affirmative action uh, uh, plans in Michigan prohibited that. What's informative? Uh, so affirmative is, action is, yeah. is, is, a, is a philosophical process of uh, attempting to balance out the workforce uh, workforce based on personal demographics, based on uh, race and gender and, 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 and creed and, and those sorts of things. And at the so, government level, at the government oh, level. Okay. Yeah. Right on. Oh, so, so it, it was a almost exclusively, uh, uh, white male dominated profession. There's no doubt there, there's, you, you can't argue that the statistics are there and the state was interested in diversifying the workforce and they did that by denying us based on our color mm. and our gender from the same opportunities as anyone else. And mm. I was flabbergasted. I, no, my government wouldn't do this to me. 
And, you know, we were raised, uh, there was not an ounce of, of racism or, 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 or bigotry uh, in the way we were raised. Our parents were just such wonderful people, and I, I, I didn't get it. So um, I decided, it became discouraged, heartbroken, yeah. decided to go into teaching. Went mm. got, I went to Michigan State, got a teaching degree, went to, uh, got a job in Everett yeah. back in 19. 19- 82 and teaching jobs. Oh, goodness gracious. You could hardly find them anywhere. You know, I was ready to apply to Alaska if necessary because there were just no teaching jobs. Really? Well, it just so happened that Everett had kind of a last minute uh, person uh, leave at the last minute, and it was at the sixth grade level, and they were looking at that time uh, for a male. Uh, because those kids are, you know, transitioning into young teenagers and they wanted the influence of a male there. The timing was perfect. So I went up, I interviewed, I got the job. Uh, I really liked the people of Everett, uh, good people. How many people were in that graduating class way back then? Oh, I... 10? No, 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 probably, you know, 150. It, it was much bigger than that, but not a big school. But I'll tell you what, good God-fearing, salt-of-the-earth people in Everett. God bless all of you folks up mm-hmm. there listening. Uh, Mr. B, if any, some of them will remember me. I still see students. And Mr. B says hi to Everett. Maybe uh, that lottery winner from the, the that, that made movie, that movie. Yes. Yeah, maybe they could be a sponsor. That, that, I don't know. That, that, that's <laughs> someone we could talk to. So I went in, uh, and I still had an application in with the Department of Civil Service. Three years into a teaching job, I get notified that I can take the test. Now, so they contacted Mike, you back? Yeah. So afterward. my brother Mike, after a few years, he got to do it. He ended up getting hired. Mm. And then John and I came on at almost the same time. By the way, folks, a little uh, trivia here. You could win a big bet, you know, uh, on trivia night. Has there ever been three brothers all in as state conservation officers at the same time? And, yes, in Michigan that happened. You can win your fortune in a bet there. Mm. But uh, Mike was first. John was second. They got a hold of me. Nothing to lose. I took the test. Um, back then, even then, though, a white male had to score higher on the civil service test. F- to get, be in the band, be in the process, a mm. white male had to score uh, 98 or higher on the state oh, wow. civil service test. And that's what I scored, a 98. And uh, went through the process. And the next thing I know, you know, it's a, going into either become a state trooper or state conservation officer, a long, a long process. And I went through it. And I got a job offer. Hmm. Four years into teaching, I left, and I they sent me down to the police academy, and it became my dream job. It was where was the police academy at? Down in Lansing. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, uh, conservation officers are police officers. They have the same authority as a state trooper. The state, yep, they just but more technically the, more. Well, that's actually we could talk about that sometime. That's actually a misconception. Really, and I don't think we have. That's a great topic for another show. Bring that up again. Okay. Let's talk about the authority and the perceived authority, because I've got some neat stories of a conservation officer. Okay. Okay. Um, because I will tell you this as a lead-in. I've looked through the Constitution, and nowhere have I seen in the Fourth Amendment, Fifth Amendment, or anywhere else the game warden exception. <laughs> the, yeah. Those constitutional. I think it's rules. basically because of the, it, it's a, it's an impression. Yes. We'll talk about that. Yeah, that's yeah, a great yeah, topic. Yeah, yeah. I won't go into that's it. That's a great topic. But, okay. uh, yeah, so, you know, it's kind of a sore subject. It remains a sore subject. You do not um, treat, uh, effectively treat racism and bigotry with more racism and bigotry. Yeah, it's no, so it counterproductive. Yeah. And I think the it, reason, it causes the issue to continue going. Absolutely. And I think right now why we're struggling in our society is we don't have the right dream. We don't have a dream 
of equality. We mm-hmm. have a dream of equity, and yeah. that's what you'll see. Even colleges are doing that now. Oh, They're yeah. adding equity to diversity and inclusion. Yeah. Diversity and inclusion is good stuff. We want everyone to have the same bite at the apple, regardless yeah. of who you sleep with, uh, where you go to church, what color you are. Yeah. It doesn't matter because that's in our constitution. Yeah. However, equity means you get the same thing everyone else does, and yeah. that is a terrible terrible trend in uh, universities uh, are doing it. Ferris just did it. And uh, so maybe we'll have another night to talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> Could go mm-hmm. on forever. So uh, what's happening in the community? Boy, there's stuff going on. It's holiday season. Uh, the TNR Trap, Neuter, and Release, Macosta is offering gift wrapping for a donation at the Fru For You apparel store. Uh, Which, by the uh, way, they're closing. That's They're closing. This is going to be on December 15th. Go get your uh, gifts wrapped. A lot of people don't like it. Then make a generous donation. That's from eight, uh, 5 to 8 p.m. And those donations will help uh, fund spaying and neutering. It's a really important, uh, noble cause. And uh, it'll help uh, pay for those uh, surgeries for feral cats in Macross County and help uh, with our cat population. And I'm here to tell you as a game warden, feral cats do a lot of damage to our wildlife. And, and, and if we can, uh, if, if we can come together as a County and, and, uh, uh, support programs like this, we're supporting wildlife. Yeah. With, uh, the Rotary club, uh, of big rapids, they're hosting a blood drive on January 4th from noon to 4 PM at the city hall, at the city hall in the community room. And you can sign up or donate at, uh, donate.michigan.versity.org or call 866-642-5663. Perfect. And one more thing on the TNR Macosta effort. Uh, that is a local uh, 501c3. So your donations there are tax deductible. It's that time of year, folks. Tax time's coming up, and uh, uh, what a great cause uh, to to donate to that and, and get a uh, tax deductible. You should also but, donate blood, but you're not going to get any taxes you off on that. You won't. <laughs> the uh, uh, Misiola Curry Comfort Home is looking for a part-time night shift uh, position. Uh, two 12-hour shifts per week, every third weekend, rotating six-week schedule. So if serving individuals in, uh, in need of care during their end-of-life journey is something that you're passionate about, they would love to talk to you. Visit their uh, uh, website and click on the Apply Here button. And a little editorial from me, these are angels. I have been, uh, I've dealt with uh, uh, the, the, uh, this end-of-life care and they're angels that what they do is unbelievable i don't know how they do it uh i think there's a special place in heaven uh uh for for people who do this so please uh please show some interest in this position yeah and while you're at while we're talking about curries um hooked on curries the sandwich shop inside curry's gas station is now hiring uh, stop at 620 Maple Street in Big Rapids. It's a great place. They got some great food there. Their sandwich, I, have you eaten their sandwiches? I eat their, their sandwiches almost every morning. With the bacon, with the, uh, that, the cheese and the egg. That I have, that's a wrap, right? Yeah, the wrap I and the bagel. And the bagel? And the bagel, you got to get that with the raspberry jam. Oh, oh, oh. my gosh. These I don't know who makes that raspberry jam, but it is delicious. 
These are, I'm not going to bash any sandwich shops in town. That's not no, why I'm here. No. I'm telling you, though. Penny makes that? Oh, my. Does she really? I'm telling you. Oh, it's the, delicious. The sandwiches here are like you're sitting at home. I could eat asking, it with a spoon. <laughs> asking for, for home cooking sandwiches. Yeah. The, the sandwiches there are yeah. awesome. And yeah. they got plenty of bacon. They do. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. So uh, hook that curries. Uh, they're looking for help. Uh, they're looking for good people who want to be part of that yes, curry team. Yes, definitely. The Big Rapids Community Library is having an art and craft workshop December 12th from 4 to 5 p.m. Uh, you can register online at bigrapidslibrary.org or call 231-796-5234. If you're driving around Big Rapids with friends and family during the holidays admiring everyone's light displays, and to get into the holiday spirit, they've decided to be a great idea to create a map of Christmas light displays with your help they will use google form for any home or business owner who would like their address listed on a custom city of big rapids christmas light google map to share with the public your name will not be shared on the google maps only an icon will be displayed at the address you list mm. kind of a neat idea that's classic big Rapids stuff oh absolutely don't just have lights out figure out a way to organize the community to, to a family can get in a car with some kids and take off and know where you're going but you are listening to WBZX Big Rapids on B1039. We would like to thank our sponsors this week, Rivertown Real Estate with Lori Brock. What a great lady. Yay, Lori. Yes, <laughs> She's our you. hero. <laughs> and she's been so involved with everything that's going on. She, she's the, she, I'm just going to say she's the catalyst to the explosion. Let's just say that, and I mean that in a very good way. Thank you, Lori. And the Cat Geek uh, Golf Course uh, and Pro Shop at Ferris State University, along with other supportive uh, people and businesses from the community. We want to thank each and every one of you for getting behind our show. We greatly appreciate it. Cat Geek is some really awesome clothing in there. Yeah. And they have some I think really they have a sale sales. going on. They do. When they put a sale on, they put a sale on. And going on a, this what, week. On the 15th and 16th. Thank you, Jack. And, and everyone's <laughs> right struggling with gifts. Stop by Khaki. You'll be shocked at some of the prices on quality stuff. And if you'd like to sponsor our show, the Big Rapids Buzz, you can call your best friend, Jen, here at B1039 at 231-796-1103. And she'll get you started on sponsoring this show. She's our hero. Yeah. I'll leave you with this. Stay hungry, stay foolish. Listen again next Monday at 8.30 for the Big Rapids Buzz with me and... Bruce Borkovich. Uh, the Big Rapids Buzz is a presentation of B1093... One, with B3... <laughs> B3... <laughs> Chris, you were darn near perfect. <laughs> okay. Listen again here next Monday at 8.30 a.m. for the Big Rapids Buzz with me and Bruce Borkovich. <laughs>